Hey everybody, uh, this is So Many Sequels, and I'm Josh. And I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. Yay. That's right, that is everybody. Today on the show, we are wrapping up the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trilogy, the mm-hmm. first of the first movie, which is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year. Um, so we're, that's why we're covering this original trilogy. This one, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Sometimes referred to Turtles in Time, sometimes not. Um, apparently that subtitle is interchangeable, I learned. Um, woof. So, <laughs> I don't know really what to say because it was garbage. It was uh, cinematic vomit. <laughs> it was boring offensively boring yeah it was i think poorly put together <laughs> um and i have nothing good to say about it so if anyone has anything good to say about it okay uh someone do it <laughs> well the good thing about it it would be andrew the good thing about it is that it ended. Yeah. No, it, it was yeah. still a bad thing. Yeah. It was still no. bad. Yeah. I, I still spent an hour and a half waiting for it to end. Yeah, you gotta wait a while to get to the ending. That's that's a long way to yeah, wait for it, the and good if, part. And if that's and like if, sitting through the first two seasons of Game of Thrones to get to, to get to the good part. It's not worth it. Never came. If, T- <laughs> if TMNT two was half an hour too long, like David suggested last week, then this mm. movie is easily an hour and thirty three minutes too long. Well, how long what is the official running time? I think it's an hour and thirty-three minutes. Okay, then <laughs> I it's could an be... hour and it's an hour and thirty-two minutes and forty-five seconds long. The first Close fifteen seconds. seconds of this movie were actually really nice. The part oh, with the like red that? sun, yeah, the red mm. sun and the and the samurais riding over the hill and the yeah, distance. Right. And I was like, "Ooh, this actually is really really interesting. Very colorful. Like the the color is really vibrant, really strong." And then that faded away. And then from that point, it was like they were telling us. Here goes all the character and all yeah. the interesting of the movie is fading away like this beautiful red sun. Um, no, I actually, I, I, so the movie, like last week, let me recap the beginning of the movie. It opens with the turtles and hey, you know, my big complaint for the last two movies was like the color was bad. These movies looked old. The color is here. The, the turtles look green. You can very easily make out which color each turtle is wearing. Yes, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I can disagree with the color. He's a little more colorblind than the rest of us. The cut, the you know, like the the turtles look a little slimmer. They're you know they're hanging out on a Sunday afternoon, listening to the Wayback Flashback. They're having a great time. Okay, they are uh, uh, looking really good until they start talking, and it went from being indistinguishable visually for me at times to being indistinguishable verbally. I could not tell which turtle was talking, and it looked like all four of their mouths were moving at the same time. The puppetry uh, was worse. It was, and and you want to know why? Because they, I, they didn't use Henson Studios. I figured that out afterward when I was reading about it. Because I, during the movie, I thought, I thought they looked worse. I thought the the yeah. the, the suits looked worse. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, they started talking, and it was hard to. The mouths just were not matching up like they had in previous movies. It was kind of like if and, I were to admit his hands where I did the same. Like I didn't like it. And Splinter, <laughs> Splinter was very atrocious. Like yeah. his looked like a dub, and it probably was, but it was just real bad. And then yeah, I saw that they switched away from Jim Henson Company, <clears throat> and that's what that, you get. That makes the difference. Splinter yeah. just looked like he looked like a like he looked like a robot. Yeah, and like, he was always appearing through a window, like it, yeah. was, it was like an extra didn't bad have puppet the full thing. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. Like a literal puppet show. It's like a like a uh, an animatronic from a Disney ride. Yeah. yeah. No, I I, I think, it, I, think I think we might be onto something in thinking that they didn't have a cost the costume, so they just had the upper body. And that's why every shot of Splinter is like he's either sitting down or he's from it's from the head it's from the head up. Yeah, you know, from the from the chest up. Yeah. So, yeah, it definitely did not 
look as good uh, from a puppetry standpoint. Uh, and then the story is just so, I don't know, not, not even necessarily like, it's not even necessarily that it's unoriginal because I feel like as far as a time travel movie goes, I had never seen this particular concept done uh, done before, but it was You've never so, seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles go back in time? Yeah, it's just That's so not an overdone trope? Never seen the turtles go back in time, but I've also never seen this idea of like, uh, you know, a special relic that, you know, like exists in the past and exists in, you know, and exists, you know, obviously in the future. And then like the, you can just travel between the two points in which this thing existed. Um, that's interesting. But like everything else about it, the, the, the story of this Japanese village, uh, this English pirate like character that comes to town and all these, you know, family dynamics in the past like it's just it's just disinteresting and the ninja turtles themselves are just so uncharismatic mm -hmm. that you don't even really under, I, I by the end i was questioning whether or not ninja turtles were actually ever fun no. i was like <laughs> it, was it like, does yeah was i was was i as a kid this enamored of just the premise that i would just let them that i, I would just mindlessly watch i don't know so jumping off of that, I am going to be the weird defense of this movie, but listen okay. to me. I'm not That's defending right. the movie <laughs> itself. It's important yeah. to distinguish that Garrett does not think this is a good movie. This is a no. bad movie with you're a bad plot line. And if you're looking at it from a perspective of a movie, it is bad and I won't defend it. Mm -hmm. However, what I will do Turtles advocate. Is, is try to give some perspective to why I had a different viewing experience. The first, thing is, the first thing is that this is the one that I watched the most as a kid. So I remembered this one once I got back into it. Like, I couldn't tell you anything about the movie. But I, re I specifically remember this was my favorite one as a kid. And I think that right there tells you that this movie is designed specifically for mindless consumption. Because I remember having this movie. I remember watching this movie a lot. I remember the egg timer thing and they go back in time and there are samurais, but that's it. Mm -hmm. I don't remember anything else about this movie. Everything that happened outside of those big giant plot points, I remembered them as they were happening, yeah. but like it was so deep far back that I didn't retain that information until it was brought back forth from a jolt of the thing that I was watching. So yes, this movie is meant for mindless consumption. When you sit yeah. there and watch it, to watch it like a movie, you're gonna be bored, you're gonna be frustrated. I did not watch it that way because I <laughs> didn't have that expectation of it being a good movie in any way, shape or form. It, no. was fun, it was fun for me to go back in time, a la Turtles, and remember just being entertained by watching Turtles beat the crap out of things and make stupid pizza jokes. Like I didn't have anything else to worry about or care about when I was like five, six, and that was fun. And so I watched this movie from the mindset of a five-year-old and I had a great time, y'all. Josh, you were watching it. We were watching it at the same time. You heard me legitimately laugh a couple of times. He did laugh out loud and it upset I me did. greatly. It made my stomach churn. <laughs> and here's why. Here's why I laughed, not because yeah. I found it funny, like in a legitimate way, it was nostalgic because I mm. remember that joke and I remember five, six-year-old me just laughing for no reason what? other than somebody like something in a funny kind of way. Exactly. They're not jokes. The, no, no, I'm asking you right now, what were the jokes? I don't remember because mindless But you just laughed at them just, just earlier today. I know. That's why That's I know this they movie are. is Did you laugh at, Michael, at, at, at Mike, no. uh, Michelangelo no. No. doing a terrible Elvis Presley? No, that was uh. Oh God! Did God, you laugh no. at the uh, group of Japanese honor guard playing uh, playing Street Fighter and then doing a, a knot? A nineties yeah, knot. I did actually. I laughed at yeah. that. Man, that took two tries. I mean, it was stupid. Two tries to figure out what Garrett it was, was so stupid. Funny. And you have to remember that I'm not thinking that's funny now, but that's funny from a five year old's perspective. And yet you laughed out loud. I did because I was I was bad. He was in thinking about how rank. he was thinking about how stupid he was at age five. Okay, well, let me pose this question. <laughs> let me just pose this question because this is a legitimate question. Why, when Borat does a not joke, is funny, but when they did a not joke in a timely manner, 
It's not. It's not. It's not. It's a bad dated reference. But mm. at the time, it was very funny. I don't think it was. Because that was a thing that I was. I don't think it was. I don't know if it was funny then. I mean, it might have been funny if we. It might have been. It funny was when if you I were five year old and you like not joke. If I were in the five, you know, five to ten demo, back then, <laughs> I might have found it funny. Exactly. But honestly, I think I would have been asleep by that point. It no, was that this deep movie, into the movie. This movie was one hundred percent made to a sell toys and b be a mindless piece of consumption I, for kids. Like I gotta it. say too, it was a thing that you put uh, on. And have your kids watch it and just, and that's it. That was I, the specific design for it. I got to say too, the weird thing about the it's Ninja Turtles in these also. movies. The weird thing about the Ninja Turtles in these movies is that all they do is spit out references yeah. to movies, TV, and commercials. There's literally a joke in this movie. And I didn't quite recognize it. But the thing is, the way they said it, I was like, that's a slogan for something, surely. Or from a movie. And then they're climbing up at the end, towards the end of the movie. They're scaling a building. It's, and yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. One of them says, being a turtle, it's not just a job. It's an adventure or something yep. like that. And I was like, that's got to be something. So I Google it. And it's a, it was an old slogan for the Navy Yeah. in like the late 80s, early 90s. And I was like, boy, that's just like not yes. even like that clever. Really. It's the Deadpool 2 effect. Where no. you're making references, like no, I got a better one for you. Like, because like for me, this is so dated in reference that if you were alive at the time, this movie is not entertaining to anybody who wasn't between the ages of five and ten in yeah. 1993 to 1997. Um, a lot of us, you three, are have grown, and good f- for you, <laughs> because you no longer find it funny, and nor should you. No. Where my childish brain matter hasn't hasn't fully ironed yeah. out yet. Thus, I can slip back into my five year old self and go, "This is very." Fair just, I, listen, I gotta shut that down right now. First of all, shut it down. De- Deadpool two is much funnier than this. Like, so but it's Deadpool dated. 2, you I watch agree it, with you. You watch it in thirty years. I agree that Deadpool two is not as funny years. as Deadpool one, but, but the comp the, the comparison you're looking for here is the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies, where the references that. they're making are so old that the demo won't know them. There was not a five year old in America that knew the Navy slogan well, from nineteen eighty seven. That's true. This is like Alvin in the first Chipmunks movie making a Silence of the Lambs reference. There is yeah, not a child yeah, that is yeah. going to that movie that knows what Silence of the Lambs is, let alone what a fava bean is. Yeah. This movie, and in the previous movie, you got Michelangelo referencing Casablanca. It's like, do they even know who's watching this? Well, you and, and, and and in your terrible Casablanca impression. I'm, I'm glad you said that. that. I just remembered one of the jokes that you laughed at. Okay. <laughs> which, was, which was, I can't even remember which turtle said anymore because none of yeah. them had character in this movie. But it was, and it became a, a recurring joke. When someone walked in, he goes, <laughs> Wayne Newton. <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah. did laugh at the Wayne uh, Newton. And, and that's great, because like David said, what fucking child knows who Wayne Newton is? I did grin at that joke, too, because it was yeah. so out of left field that I went, yeah. I went, you were stuck. Wow, I've not heard Wayne Newton reference. That's exactly why yeah. I left. Like, in like all of this is easily so 20 years and so niche that when you get a reference it triggers a humorous thing because like that is so who nobody thinks look like Wayne, Wayne Newton. Newton no it didn't no, no it didn't even look like him no it that made no it. sense it would be and like that's why I laughed I think it was just so stupid and that it triggered my laugh sensor and all my only reaction was that I was another thing he, he, he sees a guy on a horse and he calls him he he, he calls him Clint Eastwood I'm yeah. like, this guy looks nothing like Clint Eastwood. Not in the slightest. He's just an old man. What are you, what are you doing? The other joke that I laughed at, I found. And why do these teenagers know who these people are either? <laughs> <laughs> these kids should be watching. These kids should be making references to 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 NWA, not uh, not uh, you know. Uh, Clint Wayne Eastwood. Newton, Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, the Elvis thing that was a little too much. But you also got to think maybe they because like if parents took their kids. Maybe the parents or the grandparents would be like, hey, I get that. Um, yeah, it's but clear that that was the attempt that was made. But yeah, it was bad. That was the attempt, but the thing is, with those type of jokes, 
you have to do them in a way that's nuanced and clever. You can't just say the name of the thing. Yeah. You can't just like look at a guy and go, Wayne Newton. Or, Especially if he doesn't even look like him. Easy, yeah. Clint Eastwood. That's like, right, no efforts being put in here. This, this, is, this, is, this is, you know, uh, uh, meet the Spartans level. Well, and I think that it, it also depends on the tone of delivery because you got to think that, again, if you're, if you're in this game, and I, I'm just assuming, I don't know if this is true or not, but like, let's just assume the whole aim was to sell this to kids and make money off kids, right? Right. Uh, that's what the whole turtle premise is for us. Make this movie, get the merchandise going, sell everything, right? They're not really worried about anything. So they can just say something in a tone. They're not worried about the plot. They're worried about deliver this in a way that's going to make a five-year-old laugh. It doesn't matter what you say. You can say Wayne Newton. A five-year-old kid doesn't know what's going to happen. But if you say something in a funny way or like a sarcastic way, a kid's just going to pick up on the tone. And I look at um, Liar Liar as an example for that all of the time. There's a, the scene whenever Fletcher's walking down the hallway and someone asks him, how's it hanging? And he says, short, shriveled, and always to the right. Mm-hmm. I never knew what that meant as a kid watching that movie, but I laughed at it every time because it was funny. And then when I watched it as an adult, I went, oh, that's, that's funny for a whole different reason. I'm not trying to say that the turtles is that level of clever, but like growing, now watching this as an adult, I get the way Newton reference and that's what triggers my laugh because it's like, that's so stupid. Why would you say that in 1992 a kid? Like, so maybe that's why I laugh. I don't why know. Why am I rated? PG thirteen. PG thirteen had to be. I don't know. There was no no amount of cleverness was deployed in this film. No, sure. The other joke that I laughed at was whenever the two Englishmen found Michelangelo trapped in the tower, and he goes, "Guys, I'm really a a beautiful princess in disguise." Yeah. Yeah. It's stupid. I appreciate that at least at that level. That's like thinking of like. Is the characters taking advantage of the uh, the, 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 the bad guys being oh, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, there's, like, an effort made towards the end to, like, make Mikey, like, want to stay in the past. Yeah, that was dumb. Which they kind of, I mean, like, they give you a very little actual development between when he meets this meets these people in the past and him making that decision. Like, you see little things. But, honestly, they give more attention to Raphael yep. meeting a little boy and they do Michelangelo becoming endeared to this this type of lifestyle. <laughs> I mean, on, on at least three occasions, Raphael is like referencing how much he loves it in the past and being in nature and being, you know, like out of the sewers and being, you know, in public. Um, whereas Michelangelo barely references that. And then he's the one at the end who's like, no, oh, I'm going to stay, dude. And uh, it just does, I don't know. Like, you're right. It's mindless. But like, at the same time, I feel like I have seen things that have been made to sell toys that at least are fun to watch. I tried. Making yeah. it said, hey, let's make this fun. Yeah. You can make an argument like the Lego movie is made to sell toys, but at least it's fun. Oh, of course it is. You know? um, but but they made a good movie try- with it. I'm not saying they tried in this one because I genuinely think that this is just, again, mindless consumption because you're right. The whole plot of the movie would have made more sense if Raphael had been the one that wanted to stay. But if you do a poll, and I could be just saying this, but I feel like most people would say that Michelangelo was their favorite. And if you want a kid to be like, even any kind of emotionally connected to a movie, you give them any kind of sense that their favorite character is going to be separated and taken away. Mm -hmm. And they did that for a total of one minute, which is about the attention span of a five to seven year old. Yeah. That's all I'm saying is like, there's just much evidence for me to believe that they cared about this movie it was just i don't care just get something out there we gotta put the toys out i need to find i want to see like a list of movies that are like that fit in this same category of like no like like mindless consumption as you say you know like movies that like there's no actual real benefit to mm-hmm. that maybe they're you know like they're they're meant to you know you could say they're meant to sell merchandise or something like that but surely there's other movies that are this exact type thing sure that Espe- i mean sell anything they meant to sell themselves like bad kid movies or like horror movies or this or some horror movies are this way yeah. too, i'm sure it's funny to me because like the movies are not even where the movies are not where the money's coming from you know at this point in time 
Um, the, the TV series is in full blast. The, there's a whole line of Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Like, Anything, I don't even know. To sell the movie. I'm wondering how many kids still cared about the movies at this point. Because they're, because they're bad. Well, well and that, I think they that. came out with the samurai toy first. I could be wrong. So my assumption is that the samurai toy was popular. So they were like, let's give them a samurai-based Ninja Turtles movie because of how popular it That makes the, the most is. sense. It's like, hey, the, this toy is really popular with the Ninja Turtle, with the samurai gear. Let's make a samurai movie. But the thing is, Josh, you, you say that too, but they cranked these movies out. This one came they out did crank them out very fast. Like the yeah. first one came out in 1990. So in three years, you've had three Ninja Turtles movies. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's so there's like, a how probably they had no time to get bored. Mm, I don't know. Fatigue is a thing. Yeah, I mean, when you maybe pump, when too you pump out too much too fast, it is definitely yeah. a thing. True. Especially when you know the movie. Like I said, the movies aren't the only thing that exists. The turtles are at like peak saturation right now. Well, and this and could have been the, the last thing anyone wanted was one more. Mo- well, it was, <laughs> and, and that that that's exactly why. I mean, uh, the turtles are a thing that has have been able to last. You you take them away and you bring them back, and they can adapt and they'll be fine. But it may have just been too much oversaturation, and and people finally were like, okay, this is it. Like this is we're done. We're done with the turtles. It was too much. So, yeah. I think that's uh, going going back. Uh, you two who run this Instagram poll, put the, put a little slider up on uh, one of the social media pages and see if people can vote what's their favorite turtle. Because I want to know. But let us know, listeners. What's your favorite turtle? Yeah, who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Yeah, they um, were. I mean, there were plans for a fourth one. I'm there saying. were. Yeah, this one um, just did so poorly. Couple of couple of yeah, different this one ideas did there. very poorly. Um. um and we then, wouldn't end up getting another Ninja Turtle movie till 2007 after this. Right. Let's see here. I couldn't find much production info on this particular movie. I couldn't either. That's what I was looking for now to see, like, what, what went into this? Nothing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Nothing went into it. They filmed it in the backyard and just was like, get out the toys. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, but like, I, you had to think, like, when did they greenlight this? Because coming out like a year later, they must have been like, okay, the, this Secret of the Ooze in the can. Well, I'll say it came out a year later. The first, second one came out in like 92, 91, right? So there was a little bit of time between the two. Oh, we lost Andrew. There was a little bit of time between the two. But, uh, uh, sorry. What was that? That's adorable. There's no phone, phone going over there. I liked it. Um, well, and so here's the deal. Here's the deal. I don't know what the, again, the timeline of the turtles is, but perhaps after the first one did quite well, they greenlit two more, but somewhere in between that fatigue started setting in and things started to decline. Right. And they were like, well, we, we, it's still not like flatlined enough to where they just scrap everything. Like we're still making a little bit of money, but it ain't the same as up here. So they were just like, just make whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> just get, just go do whatever. Here's your budget. Make a movie. Good, bad. What? Just, we have this. We've greenlit it already. Just make Just go it. do it. Yeah. Yeah, you want to go shoot in, in, in the woods of Nebraska? Go ahead. Sure. Whatever. Do what you, do. you don't even Probably have North to Carolina again. Whatever honestly. you can do with this much money, finish it. <laughs> just go. Um, we won't even take notes. So those are all the good things. Um, uh, Josh, do you want to pull up, uh, what was the, did, 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 uh, did Ebert have a, I, so I looked and he did not, I assume he couldn't even bring himself to watch it (laughs) uh, because of how ridiculous it is. Uh, but, um, hang on just a second here. Um, oops, I typed it. We can get something from Roper. (laughs) I don't know if he was. Uh, it was. Uh, if he was doing anything. Then. He who was it before? Roper, Siskel, Siskel and Ebert. That's right. Yeah, it's funny so to think this one was even theatrically released. Yeah, yeah, no joke. It feel it feels like a made it like a direct video. Um. Yeah. So some of the uh, reviews said things like. Um, 
the LA Times noted that the film distributors deliberately kept the movie away from critics. Typically, that is because they know it is bad. Um, the LA Times critic called the first movie a fluke hit and called the third one sequel hell. Mm. Um, another reviewer, James Berardinelli, gave it one of four stars and said, quote, any adults accompanying their kids will have to invent new and interesting ways to stay awake. Not only, <laughs> not only is this movie aimed at children, the script could have been written by them. That's what I said. Exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but Yeah, like, but it's embarrassing because grown well, men wrote this. Well, but people, the people who have to take them are the parents. Yeah. This is a movie 10-year-olds aren't walking into the theater with, with you know, their exactly. $8. That's the thing that people have to remember. Kids don't pay for movie tickets. <laughs> no, you but parents, sell it parents pay to keep their kids happy, and their kids want to see that movie. Oh. Yeah, and then their I'm parents quickly learn, I, I ain't taking my kid to no movies no more if they keep making <laughs> this crap. You're going to come gotta see in, Parasite and like it. If I got to invent new ways to stay awake, I ain't doing it. I didn't pay ten. I didn't pay ten dollars to try to stay awake. No, I. Uh, yeah, it's. That's uh, what Andrew does every time he goes to a movie. You know what? If he paid us every time he had to stay awake, we'd be millionaires. millionaires. Welcome back, Andrew. That's yeah, easier than asking fifteen questions or whatever. Whatever you have to do. Andrew, did you have anything else you wanted to add about this particular movie? Your favorite of favorites. Uh, yeah. Uh, everything, everything that you all have said is pretty much what I was going to say. The only thing I was going to say was, was that this is pretty much just a, it's like Batman and Robin. It's just, a, it, all it is is just, a, it's, it's worse than, I don't know. They're on the same, they're on the same like low bar, but like this uh, movie. Batman not, and Robin has memes going for it. <laughs> nice to meet you. There's nothing redeemable about this one. Uh, but like, uh, all it is is just a toy commercial. It's a 90-minute toy commercial to sell action figures, to sell a product. Nothing about this is entertaining. Nothing about this is redeeming. There's no chemistry. There's no personality to anybody. Uh like the characters just don't make sense. And if you look at the characters, they're like, what are we doing here? So really all I have to say about it is I have seen, I have seen better movies, obviously uh, I've seen better movies, but I would think so. <laughs> I have seen, I don't think I've seen a movie as worse as this. This might be on the low end. Really? Yeah. So for you, that's like two and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the worst movies we've done for this show in my for me for me yeah um, hmm. it's uh, yeah it's, that might be true especially since my time it's down there with uh when nature calls and uh, and, uh, and uh dame to kill oh god I forgot oh, about that one. and uh didn't you guys really dislike kick-ass too i feel like well, I didn't dislike it it was just i don't like remember it. i think it was it was, just, it was just, just a disappointment it wasn't as good so I'm gonna present. I, I, again, I won't. I won't uh, defend this movie, but I do wish that you guys would have been able to see the movie as I saw it this time, because oh. I at least I was do not wish I could do that. I was entertained. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you were angry. I saw the first movie that way, and the second movie I saw as like a 15 year old who's kind of like realized that oh, maybe some of the things I didn't like as a kid were as good as I thought they were. Like, that was how I watched the second one, where I was like, oh, I'm much more conscious of, of how bad this is now. Uh, that's how I was when I watched the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie when I was, like, 18. I was like, my brother put it in. He was like, and he's, like, six. He's like, I'm going to watch this. And I was like, cool. I'm really excited. And I sit down, I go, oh, I didn't realize it was it was like this. That's how, like, that's how I felt watching TMNT three. It was just like I was. I was ashamed that anybody would have liked this at any point in time. Yeah. No, and I agree with that. But I think that it's more fun to put on those blinders from that and just yeah. embrace your childhood. Nature. Couldn't find them. I genuinely he gone had a Couldn't good find time blinders. watching it. As dumb as it was, as bad as it was, and maybe it was just hit from the nostalgia. 
But like, I chose to lean into that and be like, all right, we're going to ride this train. <laughs> it's been a while I since mean, I've been on it. Let Let's me, go. Let me I'm present watch this egg timer time travel so, thing. I seriously, no I seriously question if young me liked leaving liked this movie. I think that's yeah, where that it ends up for question. me. Cause yeah. like, I don't I have any, I have no fond memories of this movie. Yeah. I, but I love the turtles. So it's not the turtles fault. Um, so I seriously wonder if I could just become five again and watch it, if I would still go, Heidi, can we watch the first one? <laughs> and it could be, that definitely could be. I think this it, is, I think it could depend on, the first on which one, one you watch. This yeah. is very lowbrow humor. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it, it might depend because I don't really remember the second or the first one that much. I remember the first one pretty well. The second one, not at all. Um, um so I watched the third one a lot, maybe if you watch the second one a lot, that this is how you feel towards that or towards the first one, like Dave. So, yeah. Let me, I, yeah, let me, I will, I will say that like, I, I watched this movie like about the same time whenever it came out and I saw this in theaters. Yeah, but you're 20. And, no. <laughs> at least, at least in 1993, you're 20. <laughs> no, we we discussed this last week. He was he was getting closer and closer to that driver's license. And <laughs> but like, no, you were the target demo at the time. I guess so because like, even though, even though like, I love the turtles, there was a part of me that just got bored with this. I was just even as a, even as an eight year old, I was just like completely bored with it. And like, man, this. Movie's not as good. It's watchable, but like, I can't do this anymore yeah. with the turtles. It probably killed the franchise. I don't want to say it probably did. Well, not completely. They would have a TV show after this, like a live action TV show, the one that crossed over with the Power Rangers, and but they just handful it, it, of more it, cartoons. It killed, yeah, there there was no more the idea films of the film. after this for a while. So we have no real intention of doing um, the animated film. Um, even though I think that's quite good, um, or the two Michael Bay, uh, uh, you know, late 26, 20, 2010 uh, movies, at least not right now. No, maybe, maybe down someday. the line in the future. But uh, I do want to ask, I want to present it to you, because those movies were, for the most part, panned for not being very good as well, right? Yeah. What would be, if you guys had to think about it, what would be your dream director or writer or both <laughs> for the, te- the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise? I'll, I'll lead off to kind of spark the conversation unless you guys just don't want to. So I would get, for my writers, I would get the team that did Zombieland. I would get uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, get them together. Because I think they're creative, I think they're funny, and I think they'd come up with something that has kind of a good, like I think it would be pretty charming. They, I think they could do family really well. And then I would get kind of a lesser-known director right now, but Sam Hardgrave. He directed uh, the uh, the extraction that came out um, earlier this year, um, which is kind of an act, more of an action movie. I think you combine and I, and as far as the stunts and action of that movie, I think it's really good. I think if you combine elements like that, where you're taking like, hey, let's get some cool stunts and action and stuff you can do with you know these turtles that are you know essentially superheroes can do almost anything you know you want them to do, and then bring in some more wit and some more charm. I think you can have a good Ninja Turtle movie. I don't think it's impossible to do. Um, but I don't know. That's probably like pipe dream. Is anybody else got any like any like dream director or dream uh, dream team you would put on a Ninja Turtles franchise to make it good? You know, I just am. I'm 30 and I don't need it anymore. I don't care That's enough okay. to pick. Uh, the only thing I'll say if they wanted to do anything with it is if they brought the same writing team from Transformers. Why would you ever suggest anything like that in your life? What's wrong with you? Because that's a billion dollar franchise. I guess that's true, but you, that can, you can hate it all you want, but it works. But uh, hey, those guys, what they do is actually really fun. They do. Maybe. I mean, they wrote not, for many people. Yes, not for me. Not for me. I will agree. Okay. It, is, it make it'd be making a lot of money. Yeah, be, you out here chuckling at Wayne Newton. Joke. Don't get to talk about it. Hey, I can laugh at Wayne Newton. He is worthy of a laughter. You and should always laugh. So, right, on, right. Yeah, so you're just yeah, talking about yeah. the first Transformers movie, Andrew? Yeah, he did uh, say the first one, which is which is first Transformers. Um, it's Alex Kurtzman and Robert. One, Robert oh, Robert Alex Kurtzman has his hands in everything. 
Is he yeah. doing Star Trek stuff? Yeah, yeah, he's done Star Trek stuff. He's done TV stuff. As far as Alex Kurtzman, he's he's got a lot of he's got a lot of cred to him right now. As far as a director, oh, go ahead. Sorry. As far as as far as a director is concerned, maybe Tim Miller, Martin Scorsese, Mm -hmm. Deadpool. Yeah, I think that'd be good. (laughs) Um, That's it. My my other suggestion was uh, I can't remember his name, but the guy directed John Wick. (laughs) Oh. Actually, honestly, my my thing with with all this childish stuff that comes back into to film uh, discussions has an upgrade, like uh, Power Rangers or uh, Mortal Kombat or anything like that. There was niche '90s kid stuff being revamped now. I would want to see a much darker version. I don't want to see friendly things. I want to, I, 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 because the first one I think we can all agree is the best one of the three here. And that one had a lot of more darker undertones. And so that's what I would like to see is really just embrace the darkness that you can get. Um, very similar to the dark tone, the Netflix shows on, or the Marvel Netflix shows took. It was very dark, very neighborhood focused. Um, and I think that is what I would rather see if they were to revive something. I don't yeah. know. I don't have like a team or a person, but rather uh, let's take tonight. this vision and give this a shot and see what happens. Okay. Okay. I thought it was, in, I thought it was worth saying. We, I made the joke last week about a David Fincher Ninja Turtles. And so it, made, it got my brain, Ooh. got my brain going. Yeah. That was dark. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, topic. Do you want to just move on to the box office stats here? Yes. Yeah, go for it. We've been going about 30, 35 minutes here. Um, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like Josh said, debuted, <coughs> excuse me, March 19th, way back in 1993. I just turned three. Um, and uh, it opened number one, although this is the lowest opening of the Ninja Turtles movie. It opened with $12.4 million, beating out a movie called Point of No Return, um, which brought in $7 million. It op- also opened that weekend. Point of No Return is kind of an interesting uh, movie um, because it was a remake. It was a, it was a foreign remake um, of, a, I think, a French movie um, yep. that just came out three years earlier. I always, I'm always put off by that. Um, yeah, but it's called a Femme Nikita. Yeah, that's it. Um, and then in the number three spot, a movie called Fire in the Sky brought in $4 million. I looked into this one a little bit too. It's a That's biopic really about a man who got abducted by aliens or something like that. Right? Is that right, Andrew? Yeah. It, and it's actually really good. I, I will I will give it credit. That is, that is a movie I did watch. Yeah, I looked into it. It got some pretty interesting reviews. Yeah. And then uh, at the number four spot, it was the previous number one movie, CB4, starring Chris Rock. In what is described as a hip hop, hip hop uh, comedy, inspired by this is Spinal Tap. So interesting. Um, That's yeah. So might be good. Might What's also be not good. It's called CB4. CB4. Gonna starring Chris Rock and. Try to find the trailer. This is just according to its Wikipedia page. They took a lot of influence from this is Spinal Tap. And then at number five, you have uh, Groundhog Day which uh, watching TMNT3 felt like I was in Groundhog Day at times. Um, Had Groundhog Day been out for a long time? I don't think. It was in its sixth week. Okay, good. Yeah, it was in its sixth week, uh, bringing in $3.8 million. I think it had already had its kind of bigger run by that point. Okay. Uh, TMNT would go on to make $42 million in the United States and Canada. Um, I'm not seeing any numbers here for an international release, so it could just be that it didn't make any, or it could be that uh, – that it didn't make, you know, like it, it, it they didn't release it. Um, going on to uh, the year, Teenage Mutant Ninja, <laughs> excuse me, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three uh, finished in the number thirty four spot for the year with forty two mil, just behind the Beverly Hillbillies, which brought in forty four million, and just above Homeward Bound: The Incredible Journey. Uh, the number one movie for nineteen ninety three <clears throat> was Jurassic Park which um, brought in for 1993 one of the biggest, I mean, one of the biggest grosses of all time at this point was $357 million domestically. At number two, Mrs. Doubtfire with Robin Williams 
And number three, one of, I think objectively, and Garrett and I talked about this about a year ago, one of the, one of the, a movie that might be the best critically and best, one of the better performing uh, movies based on a TV show is The Fugitive. Yes. And at number four, a movie called The Firm. And at number five, Sleepless in Seattle. And then uh, uh, at number nine, uh, I believe, was that year's uh, Best Picture winner, Schindler's List. Is that the Best Picture winner for that year, Andrew? It is. Cool. That's all I got then. There's no special stats here today. No inside baseball. That's it. Um, We'll throw it to the Letterboxd game, which is Andrew this week. Uh, All right. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) Who wants to go? Watch what happens. Who wants to take a swing at this? Oh, my. Do I get to go first? Is Andrew? Am I finally in land? Or is it me or you, David? No, it's you. Okay. One and a half. One and a half. One and a half is my letterbox guess. Garrett and David both have one and a half? No, I'm guessing. I'm guessing uh, 1.8. 1.8, okay. 1.8. Can't guess the same number. So 1.8 and one one and a half. Mm-hmm. 2.3. 2.3. Wow. Say it again. 2.3, because every 2. movie in this series has been higher than I think it should be. Okay. So, we have, we have 1.5, 1.8, and 2.3. Let's see. The winner. What's that sound? It's my it's my computer. Oh, uh, the <laughs> brand new computers already sounded like Chewbacca. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with it? I don't know. The winner this week is David. Hey, the score is two point oh. Damn it! Oh, just, oh wow! You guys, I was, close. I was right, but I overshot. I yeah, knew it would be higher. Barely by a by like a point wow. on the low end. All right, two point oh, too even. Too even. Out of out of <laughs> four reviews. No four. Four. That's what I'm seeing. No. It won't even. It won't even give you a stat at four. Does ratings by uh, four opinions. No, that's how many people have put it in their top four movies. That I believe. Oh, okay. hover over the hover over where it says two Oh, never mind. I am sorry. Uh, it is ten thousand review ten thousand six hundred five reviews. There you go. There you go. Hundred twenty four five star reviews. Hundred twenty four five star reviews, friends. Wow, that matches up with what I read on IMDb. That is um, uh, for anybody who might want to know. Uh, Letterbox is a pretty cool site where we're, it's all film review and, and fans and stuff all get together. And uh, the highest grossing movie for 1993—not highest grossing, excuse me—the highest rated movie for 1993 is the Best Picture winner, Schindler's List. Um, four point four. So, what are we gonna give this movie? Well, uh, I went ahead and rated it. It is half a star. Woof. Yep. I'm going to be a little bit more generous, and I'm going to give it a full star more than Andrew. I'm giving it one and a half. Mm, interesting. 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 That's oh, what you man. get when the movie is stupid. I'm I'm going to agree with Andrew and give it a half a star. Wow. A ra- it is a rare half star, but it is earned. Yeah, it's it's des- it's the des- it is deserving of that half star. So, so I'll, I'll add to the struggle here. My initial reaction is to give it one and a half star because based on my scale, uh, one and a half can be weak or it can be bad but entertaining. For me, this movie was bad but entertaining, but I also know that this is a very, very niche, niche market. It might just be me there. Yes. So I went to one. Because I mean, it's a bad movie. So I think I'm going to just stick with that. I think I'm going to go with the difference. Okay. 
Well, now I feel like an idiot for giving it such a high. No, I'm glad it was you and not me. Stars. I'm glad it was you uh, and not me. It's okay. I. It's okay. My the bottom tier of my rating system is so hard to define what the difference between a one and a half and a one and a half star is. I have to come up yeah. with some more advanced criteria because I'm looking at my thing and my one and a half is stupid. And that's what I felt. My one is just downright sucks. And so I'm not sure what the difference is between those two. Yeah, that's why I just, I just look at like, I have four half star reviews or movies and I have like seven one star. And I was like, which, which group does it fit in? And it clearly fits in the, in the half star group. That's fair. It, it, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 is right up there with Cars 2, Superman 4, The Snowman, and O Ramona. <laughs> those are pretty as, bad. As some of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, those are, those are some roughies. Yeah, those are not good ones. I only have I have six half stars. Yeah. Soul Plane is on one of my is one of my half stars. And I mean, re, on my one star, the only the, the only one I'll say is is the recent one is is The Frighteners. And since that one is so fresh on my head, it was very easy for me to say that this movie was worse than The Frighteners. <laughs> wow. Wow. Strong words. It, is, it do be it. like that sometimes. <clears throat> well, that's it for us this week then, right? No. That is it. It's wrong. We have one thing to promote. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah, we do. What uh, is it, Garrett? A long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far long, away, long Josh and I used ago. to host a radio show called The Wayback Flashback. We have revitalized that show on, on Spotify exclusively. Um, yes. It is Josh and I talking about pop culture from the 80s and 90s. I'm sure uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 might make a reference, but I guarantee you that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 makes a, uh, an appearance on our most recent episode, which is Songs of Movies. Mm. We played the turtle rap. Josh programmed the show with many, much movie songs yes yes and that episode is out now um is it yes it is out now we have three episodes for you to enjoy as of now the show will be weekly um and it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun now again where do you find that spotify it is only available on spotify and truly only available uh, for those who subscribe to Spotify Premium. Now, why it is, is it only on Spotify? Uh, because it is an ex- it's part of an exclusive partnership between Anchor and Spotify. Anchor is a podcasting platform owned by Spotify. It's the platform we use here for this show. And as you guys know, um, and others out there probably know as well, you cannot just put music in your podcasts all willy-nilly. That's not, that's not legal. There's a lot of problems with that. However, um, because of this partnership with Anchor and Spotify, Spotify is allowing uh, show hosts to use the Spotify music catalog to program songs into their shows for a variety of reasons. You could do, um, you could do a guided playlist. You mm-hmm. could do a, uh, an album review. You could review an album one song at a time. Oh, that's uh, you, could, you could do all kinds of stuff. Um, or, or like we're doing, you could just host a good old fashioned radio show with uh, fun music and talk. And that sounds like a blend. Yeah, we've got. And, and, uh, go ahead. That was just I was going to say. say. Dist- oh, no. distributing it through Spotify allows us to do that while while uh, sticking to the rules of not uh, um, uh, infringing on anyone's copyright. And every yeah. time you stream, an angel gets its wings. No, a, an artist gets paid. That's what happens every time That's you listen. True as well. <laughs> Yeah, and so because ask, it's programmed, Spotify, you got to pay for it. I've actually listened to the first two episodes. I got a sneak peek of these. And, man, it really took me back. What It was a blast. I, I already have requests that I want to send in. And um, uh, so I, I, I highly recommend it if you're really into, you know. Uh, Big you know, hits, guilty pleasures, and forgotten favorites of days gone by. Exactly. If you're into, if you're into uh, old weird themes. music. I mean, honestly, I was just I was just yelling in my car, singing along because like it was like you guys were just hitting all the best songs from know, my do. my adolescence, but also even older. There's well, not a so lot the of whole, things we do well, but that is one of them. We know how to make a playlist, and the whole idea is we're going to bring you theme shows. So the first episode is a, a good one that'll show you what we're going to play. 
mm-hmm. some big hits. Tells you what uh, we're all about. All about. Uh, I, pro- I found some forgotten favorites, the big artists that you may not know their songs from, but, or you may have heard them and forgot that you know them. And then again, we mentioned that Josh just did his movies. Uh, I'm going to talk about boy bands next after that. Yeah. And then uh, we've also got requests. Shuffle mode is one thing that we're going to do. We just play some songs. So a lot of stuff coming up. It's going to be fun. Sounds like fun. Yeah. And then as far as we're concerned, you got our, uh, we, we got our, our, our Christmas debate. Absolutely. Coming yes, up Christmas debate is next, next, followed by our month, our month-long Christmas adventure. So we got a lot of, we got a lot of fun stuff to try to wrap up this big old piece of garbage of a year. So hopefully we can all try to enjoy um, what time we have left is a really yeah. wow. way to say that. You have got to get, so get but, him off the mic. Somebody, somebody. Hey, did I say it wrong? Is it incorrect? No, Help it's factually correct. It's factually 2020 correct. With, uh, with, with a bang. We're listening with Christmas movies. We're doing it. We're doing it. On a joyous the years that we have had, this one has sucked the most, you know? On a the, only, the only way to send this year packing is with a middle finger raised to the sky while you're watching a Christmas movie and listening to the Wayback Flashback at the same time. Now, see, that's what I like to hear. There you go. With the time you have left. <laughs> I'm amazed that we got through this entire teen, teen, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We didn't even talk about the Turtles for like 20 minutes. It was great. Yeah, it was great. Fantastic. All right. Yeah. Yep, okay, that's it. We'll be back next time. <laughs> Andrew is about out, I guess. He's or he Bye. just or he just fell. He can't you know, handle he, the money. Oh, God. He, he often falls while sitting. He was doing um, the turtle thing. He, he was doing the turtle thing. He was, uh, she shelled. Find us online at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Letterboxd. Follow us on those platforms for a uh, look at what we're doing. Follow our show on Spotify. Subscribe. Um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. We'll be back later. See ya.